The following podcast is part of the Gunna Geek Network. The opinions expressed may not represent other podcasts or affiliates of Gunna Geek. Check out more podcasts at GunnaGeek.com. And now get ready because geekness starts in three, two, one. The Gunna Geek Network presents the latest installment of All Things Good and Nerdy. With your hosts, Naki. Turnet is really, really great for Born. Anthony. No pants, all bacon and dick butts. And Chris. So I'm going to say this as nice as I can. You go to hell, sir. You go to hell and you die. <laughs> They're here each week to talk about the latest in nerd news. And sometimes they bring a special guest host along, too. As Magneto once said, Ha ha ha, welcome to die! I want to cut you all. I'm just going to cut you all. Meat candy. Woohoo! You have boobs! So kick your feet up and relax as you take in the latest crazy episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Hey, look, they were like. <laughs> the little yellow flag. <clears throat> so last night, um, I decided that Keith and I needed a break. So we went to a Brazilian steakhouse for the first time. And I've never been to one before. Apparently he had, and he knew what was coming. I had an idea as to what was coming, but if you've never been to a Brazilian steakhouse, um, (laughs) basically what it is is you go to a salad bar and you grab all your fixins, so, like, you know, any salad you might want or any vegetables. They also have, like, salmon and cheese and salami for whatever reason, but it was really good salami. Um... And they have all the vegetables, and then you sit down at your table, and you get a little card. One side is red, and one side is green. When the red side is up, nobody comes by. But if it's the green side that's up, then people come by with skewers of meat, and they just shave it off, and they put it on your plate. And there are 14 types of meat that are walking around. So it's a meat extravaganza. It is literally the worst nightmare for vegetarians. And so... Last night, we decided to do this for the first time. and Well, first time for me. He's been before. And so I get, I get myself a little salad. So, so Naki, this was your first exposure to that much meat? Oh, my God. There was so much meat. It was a meat orgy in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that set up worked. There's the new title for the episode right there. <laughs> meat orgy in Naki's mouth. Um... So there was, like, so I got myself, like, a little salad. I had some salmon. I had salami. You know, I I had some prosciutto. I had, you know, I had mushrooms. I had a little bit of chicken salad. I was just like, there we go. You know, I have veggies now. You know, this will be a nice, well-balanced meal. And then they bring out the sides, and you've got mashed potatoes and fried polenta, fried bananas, these little cheese bread things that are super delicious. And then suddenly the meat started coming. All right, guys. Guys, I know I just said the meat is coming, but we have to focus. <laughs> I was trying not to say anything. <laughs> also, Max is now going insane. Sorry. You're going to hear my dog for a second. Um, he wants the meat. He wants the meat. We came home and he could smell the meat. Um, and the <laughs> skewers started coming. It started off with like this filet mignon that was amazing. And then there was the ribeye. And then there was the chef special. And then there was chicken. And then there was pork. And then there was ribs, and then there was sausage, and then there was more beef that was steak. I don't even know what it was anymore. It was delicious, whatever it was. 
I swear to God, guys, I had 12 out of 14 different types of meat last night. Nice. And Why we, didn't you have 14 out of 14? That's the real question. Yeah, what are the two that you didn't want? Or yeah. I, did not, I did not want the Parmesan pork. I don't like Parmesan and pork mixed together. That and good. I passed on the bacon-wrapped chicken because I had already eaten so much at that point that I really just wanted to try the Brazilian sausage. I know what I just yeah, said. Yeah, you did. <laughs> 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 SP is cracking up about all of your meat talk right here. Oh, I'm chat sure. I smell sure. the coming meat. <laughs> um, so I just wanted the uh, Brazilian sausage. I said it again. And uh, I was just, like, passing at that point. I'm like, please, just bring me sausage, and then I'm going to be done <laughs> forever. <laughs> Just bring Naki the sausage and be done with it. SP can't breathe, he says in the chat room. <laughs> nice. Oh, this is going to be terrible. This is going to be a whole new intro for me. Like, everything this I'm saying This is going now. to be the intro of the show from That's now on. awesome. <laughs> this entire monologue is the new intro. So the one you go to only does meat on skewers? It's, yeah, and it's really, really, like, hot and sizzling meat. And, oh God! Why do I keep saying it? And <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I love a place like that. But the one we have here called Tacanos, everything is on the salad bar. So like the soups, the potatoes, all of that stuff's part of the salad bar. But then the skewers, they bring meat, but they also bring uh, brisket in like a bowl that they use tongs to drop on your plate. And then they bring full-size honey glazed roasted pineapples that they slice that off of too. See, like, I can't eat pineapple because oh that will literally. God. <laughs> I am I'm deathly allergic to pineapple, so that it would, would be worth me. it. Um, it's so good, it would be worth it. <laughs> give you, like, at your table setting, there's little tongs that you can pick the meat off of the skewers that they're slicing for you. Yeah, our, our place has that too. Yeah, it's it's and, one of the greatest things ever. Okay, so then we're we're completely filled with meat, and we're just like literally... <laughs> <laughs> we're completely filled, Naki. Completely filled there with meat. There was no room for any more meat. There was no room. Keith and I are debating napping in the corner because they gave us a nice little corner table and we're like, maybe if we crawl under the table and take a nap, they'll stop coming around because even though our cards were red, they were still showing up at our table. We're like, stop. There's so much meat in us right now. Um, so then our waiter came back around. Oh, by the way, this entire time, anytime I took a sip of water, the waiter was right there filling my glass. So I was drowning from water and drowning from meat. So I've got, like, this combination of meat and water thing going on. And then he comes back around and offers us dessert. And the first time we say no, because we're like, no, this will be a terrible idea. But then he kind of got flirty with the boyfriend, and he's like, you want dessert. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, we have a molten chocolate cake on our table. <laughs> nice. Was there meat in the cake? There was no meat in the cake, but the there there was still the meat walking around, and we still had our plates. So it was just like, what is happening? They're still trying to kill us. They're trying to kill us with all this food. So we ate the cake, obviously. He had coffee with it, with the hopes that maybe it'll push some of the stuff out of him at this point. <laughs> you want to push the meat out of him? <laughs> you got to push the meat out. Because, oh my god, guys, there was so much meat. <laughs> oh, dear lord. I love the, we... the Takano's place here. We go three times a year because it's free on your birthday. So we go on my birthday and each of my two best friends. Because three times a year that? is all we can handle. <laughs> 
we, <laughs> so, we don't have that. This is the first time uh, boyfriend and I have been together almost a year and a half, and this is the first time we've ever gone. And it'll be probably another year and a half before we go again. And so I, so we get home. Awesome. First off, <laughs> walking to the car was fucking painful. Like everything is in my chest, and I'm just like, I can't breathe. There is so much <laughs> food and meat and cake just packed inside me that I literally hurt. <laughs> I'm going to kill Anthony before this monologue is done. So it's like every other episode where you threaten to kill him. <laughs> no, he's just going to die from me talking about being packed with meat. You gotta stop serving it up so easily. It's easy for me to serve up meat, though. <laughs> So we get to the car, and I'm literally in so much pain I can't move. And get home, I took off my shoes and just stayed on the floor in the living room for like an hour, not moving, because there was so much meat inside of me that I was dying. And then the meat sweat started, and everything was hot, and I could not move. And it was so hot, and I was so uncomfortable. And that is my trip to the Brazilian steakhouse that will never happen again. Wow. So, so looking at the chat room, this seems to be a pretty good story in people's minds. SP has said this is so much better than Tommy's story, even the broken TV story. And Dr. Bob says, so much meat. Such evil time. <laughs> The thing is, is that like we were laughing because they have only fifteen minute increments for their reservations. So I'm like, well, why only fifteen minutes? Do people literally only stay here for fifteen minutes? Now I understand. They pack you so fast and so quickly with so much meat. <laughs> he says, "Stop it! He can't breathe." <laughs> it's, a, it's a Brazilian meat packing plant. Like we were only like for how much we ate, we were only there for like forty five minutes, guys. Wow. Wow, that's kind of impressive. They were so fast. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony's going to die. I don't even know how to respond from here. <laughs> and that's the show for today. Goodbye. Yep. Not his meat orgy. Have a good week. <laughs> I'm really at a loss. <laughs> oh my god, I actually did it. I made Chris speechless. So um, today is the winning day for me. Oh my god, it's so hot in here. I'm gonna die. Chris, tell us why your shirt's the wrong color. It's because of the meat. Ugh. That's not why your shirt's the wrong color. <laughs> so guys, um, now that we've heard the story of Naki's meat orgy, I think we should probably move into the regular part of the show. I am packed with so much meat. <laughs> You're not making it any better. <laughs> So welcome everyone to episode 148 of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast, recorded live on March 1st, 2015. As you can tell, we got the full house here. We've got Naki, Anthony, and myself. We're here to entertain you and tell you about the news that has gone on in the last week. And the meat sweats. And the meat sweats. And the meat sweats. Uh, well, I mean, we figured we should start with something funny because and, and the terribleness that I went through just for your entertainment, because it's been a pretty sad week. Yeah, we should have some laughs. We'll talk about what is arguably one of the bigger stories this week, and then we'll roll into the news of the week, which is hopefully happier stuff. But I'm sure you all have heard by now that uh, Leonard Nimoy passed away this week, on Friday, actually. He lost his fight with the end stages of COPD, 
and I'm, it's kind of a bummer, man. I, it's not something that was unexpected. I don't think. I'm sorry. Grandpa says don't smoke. Yeah, I mean, and literally like one hundred years stating that publicly. Yep, he said himself before that the smoking is what made him so sick, and like I said, I don't think it was unexpected. But the fact that it happened, you're just like, oh man, it hurts. There have been some. Go ahead. I was gonna say, like, even as not a Star Trek fan, it hurts. You know, he was such. Just in general, he was a great person. And he did a lot for charity and to help people. There have been some great tributes that have come out um, from the space station. Uh, astronaut Terry W. Verts. I loved his tribute, which is him holding up the Vulcan Live Long and Prosper sign against the backdrop of the Earth out the window. I thought that was great. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people on Instagram literally just taking just a photo of their hand, yep. which has been pretty cool. Um, the, another cool tribute that's going on right now is uh, the Star Trek Online game that Cryptic Studios did. It's still online. People are still playing it. They are actually building a memorial for Leonard Nimoy, I believe on Vulcan, that will go live in the game with the March 5th update. So there'll be a permanent memorial to Leonard Nimoy, and fans have, on their own, gone and had a silent wake on Vulcan, where they've just had their characters go and stand in honor of him. Uh, There's a picture of it I can share with you guys real quick that they were shown on The Verge. I mean, it's literally just the planet Vulcan in the game and a bunch of players standing around the center square. That's cool. That reminds me when um when City of Heroes was the big game, the first MMO where you got to play as superheroes in the starting area called Atlas Park. There was just this giant superhero statue that was basically the meeting area where people would just gather, you know, and do community events at their guilds or whatever. That game was live when Christopher Reeves died, and in every server in all the games across, everybody was in Atlas Park, and all the superheroes were just basically standing there saluting the the big statue of the main superhero. It was kind of a cool thing. It, it's times like that you remember the internet can do really cool things to pay tribute yeah. to folks. It's not all about dick and fart jokes and trolling and the crazy insanity you see from time to time. A lot the of worst times you'll see humanity. Yeah, and a lot of times you'll get to see now the good side of the internet when something terrible happens and people come together. And I kind of like it. So it, it's kind of a bummer that Leonard Nimoy has passed. I, I think the real tragic thing that's going on right now is how many fans are giving William Shatner hell on Twitter and social media right now because he had a prior commitment. He's doing a Red Cross event with the Red Cross today, and he can't make it back to Los Angeles in time to be there for Leonard Nimoy's funeral because this has been booked months in advance, and there's people giving him hell on social yeah, media for him. He's doing a Red Cross event? He's doing a Red Cross event. you got to remember, Bill Shatner is what, like mid-80s? It's yeah. not easy to fly across the country. He's in Florida, I believe, is where the Red Cross event was, and Leonard Nimoy's funeral, I believe, is out in L.A. I and, think and he's I saw the same age as Leonard fact, Nimoy was. He might be. But I saw him tweeting about the fact that like people he, like you know people should just enjoy their lives because that's what you know Leonard would have wanted. Anybody that's giving Shatner shit about being at a Red Cross event and not be able to make it to you know a, a work colleague's funeral, it's not like they were best friends. It's a guy he worked with. He's not really Captain Kirk. And yeah, he had a prior commitment. That's you know for you know a, he's probably doing a charity event if it's Red Cross. Right. So fuck everybody that's giving him shit. It was just it's a bummer to see things happen like that when you have the good things that happen on the internet. I mean, take the go with the bad. That's how no. it goes. That's well, as we if if you if you go on any YouTube comment stream, yeah. you just see fucking idiots everywhere. So. Well, that's true too. <laughs> 
Except for our YouTube comments. We don't have fucking idiots in our YouTube comments. I didn't go off camera for almost a year because of our YouTube commenters. No. <laughs> oh, that's because right. you wake up ten minutes before the show starts. Hey, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so, on that note, let's let's move into some uh, some happier news, some less sad news. I guess let's roll into our news of the week. News team, assemble! Live from the ATGN studios on uh, the internet. It's the news of the week. News of the week. I can do mine quick and first if we want to go off the fact that there are bad YouTube comments. Yeah, let's go with yours first. Because it's very simple. The reason there are those YouTube comments is because the internet's free. If for the those who are familiar... did their ruling. Yes. Uh, go ahead, Chris. What were you going to say? I was going to say, for those that weren't familiar, this is about the FCC ruling, but you beat me to it. Yeah, so it was a Thursday. Did the ruling, the partisan vote 3-2... to two. And basically said that no cable companies will not be able to buy the internet. They will not be able to charge Netflix more money to put their signals into a faster stream. They will not be able to block certain websites or providers. So at this point, the internet is still free, which means yes, we get the good with the bad. For every great you know community event like they're doing you know on Vulcan in the Star Trek game, you know to do a silent vigil for Spock, we have to deal with all the douchebag trolls comments on YouTube. But it's better to have the freedom than to have it, you know, locked up and under government control and have the FCC in there poking around everything in the Internet. Yeah. Well, I, there's that, and there's also the fact that now they can't make you pay for, like, priority <laughs> service or be like, if you're a Netflix yeah. user, you need to be on this tier to make sure you get your priority Netflix service. And, and it's going to be useful for companies like Netflix and Amazon who do a lot of the video streaming when they set up... Um, well, I guess the interconnects, and I'm not using the right term here because I have a complete brain fart, but when they have to pay to make sure their serve, their uh, video content goes to Comcast and things like that, yeah, it's going to make for a more fair, more open internet. And there are people, obviously, the big ISPs and stuff like that, we know they're going to sue because they don't like this ruling. And I was surprised, actually, to see Mark Cuban is one of the people that has been decrying this, uh, this ruling by the FCC. And I don't agree with much of anything he said on it. He's basically saying, hey, if you really want to be open, you need to have them just put their own controls based off of you choose who's best. And I'm like, no, it doesn't work that way, dude. I can only get one, maybe two different providers in my local area. It's not yeah. like there's 4,000 different providers. Yeah, the whole yeah, the, you know, the open free market only works if there's more than four cable companies crossing the entire United States. Here in Idaho, we only have two choices. Well, I mean, I guess technically three. You can either get Dish Network, DirecTV, or Cable One. That's it. It's right. not like there's an open market with ten different providers to choose from. It's a different world here versus like in Europe and things like that, where you might have six, seven different providers that make use of the same infrastructure, but the person next door to me could have provider A, I could have provider C, because it's better cost for me. They just have a little better off in that regard, but there's also the fact that, hey, we've got a lot of landmass to try and stretch cable over to get this to happen. And yeah. I don't know about you, I don't want satellite internet because it blows. Yeah, if we if we had satellite internet, I would never be able to uh, video stream anything for this show, for instance, because the upload is goddamn ridiculous. Yeah, this show would never be live, that's for sure. Yeah, (laughs) unless you did like a Skype way to do it. But SP brings up a good point in the chat room. He goes, "Hotel Wi-Fi, while better than ten years ago, still sucks." For instance, it does, (laughs) which is why, which is why when I travel, I'm not on. 
I still have unlimited data on my phone, so I never even use the Wi-Fi in the hotels. I'm like, okay, on Netflix, go. They love it when I go on travel because my uh, band, I use like four or five gigs of data. <laughs> nice. And I just straight up don't give a fuck. Just put that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah, but I was actually no, honestly no surprised. Th- this honestly surprised me, though, this news that they actually passed the open internet rules. The FCC got it through. That's not to say it's actually going to end up happening because God knows how many people are going to sue and how it'll go through Congress and things like that. But it's a step in the right direction. Yep. Yeah, I figured they'd go the opposite way and then people would have to sue to try to get it back to being to net, net neutrality. I was actually really shocked that, yeah, they did the right thing. <laughs> now it's just a fight to try to keep it that way. Well, guys, it's been a good run, but Chris just fired me. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Maggie. No, there was a smiley there to show that that was a joke. <laughs> Come on, that's typical <laughs> internet lingo. If you put the... The, the colon P, that means it's a joke. You're teasing. That's right. You oh, okay. can say anything you want as long as you end it with LOL. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. My bad. I guess I'm not fired then. You're on suspension for a week. How about that? Oh, okay. <laughs> You're suspended. Which also, thank you. Th- thank you, SP, for reminding me that next week I'll be in a hotel and therefore not able to be on the show. <laughs> That's why so. you're suspended now. That's true. Goodbye, world. <laughs> so, I won't be able to tell you what my meat's what's. Oh, you could call into the voicemail and leave us a message, and we'll play it on the air if you want. Oh, we could do that. <laughs> I just wanted doable. to remind you that I've had a meat orgy in my mouth. <laughs> Before we move off this topic, Dr. Bob brings up a good point in the chat room about uh, the open Internet. He goes, the businesses threatening to sue are typically the ones cheating the consumers. Yeah. Yeah, as a Comcast cable user, yeah. Yeah, they're the ones uh, already making billions and want to figure out a way to make more billions. So, fuck them. And I guess the thing we didn't touch on that I meant to is that this also applies to your wireless internet, so your cell phone internet and stuff like that. All of these rules have come into play for that, too. So they can't prioritize traffic down there and say, oh, you were using too much Netflix. We're going to cut off your Netflix and things like that. That is against the rules. I am also a Comcast subscriber, and this makes me sad. I'm just saying. Not, but you're a Comcast no, subscriber or the ruling makes you sad? That I'm a Comcast subscriber. I, got you. I, was, like, <laughs> I was like, this ruling that is... Makes, that makes sense. No, this, you, this ruling is fantastic. Like, I did a little jump in the air and, like, threw the hat off, and then I, it was a freeze frame for a second. But you know, It was kind of funny because I read it at work in the middle of the afternoon on Thursday, and I was like, yes, net neutrality, the Internet's still free. And all the ladies at work were like, what are you talking about? What does that mean? It's like, you people have no idea what's going on in the world. The well, FCC almost sold the internet and you didn't even know about it. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people that don't understand and, quite honestly, probably don't care. Yeah, well, I mean, we have to realize... They were when all of a sudden their Netflix started buffering. <laughs> I love Netflix, and I hate Hulu, even though I'm using Hulu. But I hate new Hulu. I don't understand the point. I don't use Hulu anymore. What's wrong with new Hulu? Well, the fact that you, you're still paying to watch commercials... That oh. pisses me off. Oh, it's been that way forever, though. I know. That just pisses me off, though. No, it, I, it, I just always have. I <laughs> thought it was really stupid, then I found that I heard that they did finally upgrade parts of it, so, like, on kids' shows, there's no commercials. On the Criterion Collection movies, there's no commercials. So, like, they made it to yeah. where it's partially no commercial. I still think, yeah, but once you're paying for it, there shouldn't be commercials on Hulu Plus, but, yeah, at least they've, they've upgraded it somewhat. 
Yeah, I mean, the kid shows, there's no commercials. Uh, by the way, they finally put on, uh, on Hulu, they finally put on the, the wonderful world of, world of Flapjack, which was one of my favorite shows, so I've been wat- we've been watching that one. Um, but, like, we're watching season seven of Parks and Rec because that's how fast we've been going through Parks and Rec. And, like, there was one point where the episode had five commercials in one break. And then the next, the, there was another break, and it was another three commercials. And it's like literally every five minutes that we have to watch commercials. I'm like, I would just watch this on network TV then and have <laughs> and less on, commercials. And if it's on network TV, I'll have recorded it so I can fast forward through the commercials. Uh, there's that too. <laughs> I, just want that, I just want season seven to be on Netflix now so I don't have to watch these commercials. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I get that. Uh, let's see, let me move on to some other news. I'll go next with my news of the week. And this was just cool news that broke late in the week. The Supergirl pilot, we all know that's coming soon. There's been a lot of casting news that's been coming out. But by far, one of the coolest mm-hmm. bits of news that's come out is that Dean Cain and Helen Slater have been cast in top-secret roles on the show. Yes. And if, if you don't remember who that is, Dean Cain is effing Superman from the new adventures of Lois and Clark, and Helen Slater is Supergirl from the movie. In all fairness, you could have forgot that Helen Slater was Supergirl, but if you didn't remember that Dean Cain was Superman, there's something wrong with you. And they're also both Smallville alum also, because Dean Cain was basically Vandal Savage in Smallville, and Helen Slater was Kara Zor-El's mother in Smallville. So that's really cool. And you've got to imagine, remember, these are the same showrunners that are doing like Flash and things like that, so they like to cast the old characters as parents, so my guess is you get Dean Cain and Helen Slater as the... Kryptonian parents in this spinoff. Um, as as you can take my nerd card away, I didn't know that Dean Cain was Superman. Oh, you're fired. <laughs> what? Twice, twice this I show kn- you've been fired. I know. I didn't. I, I never watched The Adventures of Superman. The Adventures of Lois and Clark. Whatever. I never watched it. Well, that's because you weren't a teenage boy when it was on TV, and I never liked completely infatuated with. <laughs> as, as a kid, I didn't even like Superman. I watched the Christopher Reeves movies, and I, I, I liked those, but I never liked Superman. So I literally never watched anything that had to do with Superman. Right. I watched the new Adventures of Lois and Clark as a kid, and it was more... I didn't care about the soap opera parts, but I was like, yeah, Superman! Yeah, it was Superman on primetime TV. It was awesome. Yeah. Right. I never liked Superman, so I can't... And Dean Cain did a good job. It was kind of campy. It was like halfway between like the Christopher Reeves movies and the '66 Batman. Like it was, it was somewhere in the middle, because there were some really like you know serious episodes, but a lot of that show was just pure camp. It was hilarious. Yeah, and he was, he was fun. He had a great his Clark Kent was great. I loved Dean Cain's Clark Kent. Yeah. See, but we've we've had this. We've we've had this discussion before. I find Superman to be incredibly boring, so I don't particularly find anything for him. See, that's why this show is more fun, is it was more centered around the Clark Kent character, and Clark Kent's family and friends, and the Superman character, he plays a part in that, but you're more interested in, how does this relate to to Clark? You don't care as much about the Superman part. There was very little time spent in the suit as Superman on that show. It was usually Clark and Lois dealing with each other. The draftsman in the chat room says, hey, Dean Kane is also half Japanese, so Naki, how dare you not support an Asian being the man of steel? Oh my god. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I didn't know that, so that's pretty cool. But, yep. I, again, I, I 
don't care about Superman. I don't. No, no, I, I understand that. And this was one of the yeah. things that I just enjoyed it. I'm not saying I love Superman. It was just a fun TV show for me. And it was a superhero show. And I cannot remember the guy's name to save my life, but the guy that played Lex Luthor was really good at being evil. Oh, their Lex was good too. And yeah, I, was yeah. Like, I'm never, I was never a huge DC or a Superman fan, but that show was fantastic. And he is an extremely boring character because he's an invincible god. But when he's written well, he can make for some amazing stories. You gotta, you gotta look for Superman trade paperbacks that have the name Mark Wade on them. There's some yes. good stuff there. Mark Wade. Generally, when it has Mark Wade on it, period, anything. Pretty much. You can enjoy it. Or if you want to read Mark Wade's Superman, where he has um no uh, limits basically and is insane, go read Irredeemable. Because that's basically crazy Superman. I don't know. His his Daredevil. Yeah. His Daredevil is where he's at, honestly. So, looking in the chat room, uh, Jay Webb has said, Bach, you might be overselling slightly between Reeves Superman and 66 Batman. Sounds awesome. Imagine a Batman v Superman like that. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be a fun comic. Of a bomb. <laughs> I just, I just, I want the shark repellent. There has to be shark repellent. SP chimes in. He goes, I like Superman because Christopher Reeves. I'll always look at him in those lights. Christopher Reeves was perfect yeah. in that movie. I mean, he makes I, you believe a man will fly. I, I, exactly. I did. I, that's, I, I enjoyed the Christopher Reeves movies. And I'll still turn them on as background noise. But I can't ever say that I actively look out for things that have Superman on it. Like, I got pissed off the other day because I was looking for new workout shirts. And literally... All there is is Superman and Captain America. I finally found a Deadpool one, but I was like, I don't give a shit about either of these characters. Did you know there's 9 billion other comic book characters in the world? <laughs> yeah, but Superman equals money. There's a lot of people that do love Superman, and because he's so iconic, so I kind of understand why they, yep. they pick that one. Yeah, but it just gets frustrating, because there's, there's not a whole lot for girls out there that are like just nerdy workout shirts. Like for the most part, we have to wear the slim down yoga stuff, and it's really annoying. There, so. There's a nice website called ThinkGeek.com that has a. No, but <laughs> but they don't have workout. Like I'm looking specifically for active wear because uh-huh. I I sweat because I work Under out. Under Armour, you go. Work out. Yeah, the well they. I know, that's the thing that I'm going to have to do. Like, that's the thing that pisses me off, is that I have to buy a guy shirt if I want a nerdy workout shirt. But I found a Deadpool one that I like, and that I have now, and I've got um, a couple things from, like, that are, like, Train Insane or whatever, Beast Mode, or um, Train Like a Beast, Look Like a Beauty. Even then, like, I'm like, this is stupid. Like, I just want funny shirts. So, a no prize goes to Jay Webb in the chat room. He reminded me that John Shea was Lex Luthor in the New Adventures of Superman. Yeah, I got the idea. I was going to mention it. Yeah, yeah he was yeah. on Mutant X, and then other people now might know him. Uh, on He was on Gossip Girl, and uh, he's Jeffrey Agos, I guess is the name, on The Good Wife. Okay. I haven't seen either of those two shows, but I mean, that's two other big shows. People might know him from those. Yeah, I, was waiting, I was waiting for Anthony's confession that he loves Gossip Girl and he watches <laughs> it all the time. Never seen it. <laughs> Draftsman's brought up a good point, too. We'll wrap up the Superman talk with this. It goes, it was an okay show, and let's face it, the show existed in a more innocent time for superheroes on TV. By that, he means it's all before the Nolan reboot of Batman, so all heroes were campy to a certain degree. Yeah, there, yeah. there was no grim and gritty yet. That Superman was, was fun. Yeah. Although, The Flash is not a grim and gritty show. 
I, I can't I can't put it in the grim and gritty. Like, I think it's going to have some moments coming soon. I'm still behind, so don't yeah. spoil it. But, I'm not spoiling. But, I'm just saying, based off what we know is going to happen, I think it's going to have yeah, some moments. But even I don't, then, I don't think it's grim and gritty. It has serious moments. Because, like, the whole show starts with his mom dying in a murder scene. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, the planet Krypton blew up and you don't see people die. Like, his literally the start of the show is his mom being murdered in front of the kid. It's pretty serious, but yeah, it's, the show's not grim and gritty. It's definitely, it's definitely the funnest of the superhero shows out there right now. I think he's, you know, he's, he's just a guy who's happy to be a superhero. Like, it, it's not like, you know, Arrow where he's like, I have to save this shitty. I'm brooding and disgusting. And like, it, sorry, I that's my Oliver Queen impression. <laughs> and <laughs> I have to save the city. I have to save the city. I have to save the city. Yeah, I like save this city. <laughs> you have failed this city. Like it's it's nothing like that. Like I like the fact that Barry Allen is literally just happy to be a superhero. Like holy shit, look what I can do. Which is yeah. what I would be if I ever got superpowers. I would just be like, look at this guys. <laughs> Hell yeah. Anyways, yeah. We got off topic again. We're really good at that. So Naki, what'd you have yeah. for your news this week? I think we've kind of drummed the Superman stuff in the, the ground. Speaking of grim and gritty, um, <laughs> <laughs> there was a Power Rangers reboot uh, fan film that came out this week that was fucking awesome. It had uh, the it dogs started, in it. It did. It had James Vanderbeek as Rocky and uh, Katie Sackhoff as Kimberly, and basically, Ooh. like they they went through this like they they turned the Power Rangers Rita, and like then Rocky turns on the Power Rangers and he kills all of them. And oh my God, it was so good. It was grim. It it was grim and gritty. But the thing that that got me like, and I highly recommend looking at this, and uh, because it was just like it, to me, like that's the way that Power Rangers would have looked if we were you know ten years old now. You know when when that when that show came out, it was oh. and it's still pretty. Pretty much is really cheesy and it's bad Japanese dub and it's it's but to me that's still like one of the first shows that like you know that was that introduces you into the Japanese way of doing TV shows you know the the cheesiness the bad special effects all of that stuff the thing that got me though is the comments now I'm not one who generally reads YouTube comments because again I was off camera for almost a year because of them, and uh, it was, well, that and other reasons, but there was a, you know, they, they're they just bad. YouTube comments are terrible, but there was a whole, like, slew of them of people talking about how they're tired of Grim and Gritty and how cheesy it is and the fight scenes are terrible. I'm like, have you ever watched Power Rangers? <laughs> like, Power Rangers, if you watch it now, is really fucking dumb. Shit, those fight but scenes were awesome. But at the same time, like, you love them because that's what you know as what Power Rangers is. is this cheesy fucking TV show where teenagers are the, you know, are the the saviors of the world because they got granted these rings that suddenly turn them into these superhuman fighting machines and they control robots and they fight aliens. Like, it is a cheesy thing and it's... Fine, it's wonderful. I love it. I still love Power Rangers, and I still put it on because it's all on Netflix. And <laughs> it's just like I, 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 the YouTube comments is what killed me for it for that because I was just like, why are you fucking bringing like? And then the fact that Tommy was not 
Um, shit. Jason David Frank, you mean? Thank you. Jason David Frank was not Tommy. And to me, that was okay. I mean, he is always Tommy to me, but even now, watching him in UFC or whatever. Well, did did but... you see his his response to that? He was actually offered the role. He didn't have the time to go and do it because of the other video stuff he's been doing. Like, the Bat and the Sun guys do those uh, superhero beatdown videos where he had to, he reprised his role a couple times as Tommy, and he's been doing his web series with them. So he didn't have the time. And at the same time in that video, he really said that he did not... While the movie, he thought it was interesting and good, he didn't really think it was Power Rangers, didn't have the spirit of it. Basically, the dude wants to get a paycheck in the upcoming movie, so he wasn't going to play on that one. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the thing, was, the thing is, though, is that if, if Power Rangers was in the dark and gritty universe, that would be a really fucking fantastic movie. And yeah, the fight scenes were cheesy, and it didn't really make... Like, if they had time, and it wasn't just a 15-minute YouTube video... Um, if they had given it the full, like, maybe hour and a half, yeah, you would have gotten the whole backstory, and, well, like... You guys you know. do know that this this whole video is kind of a parody of the whole grim and gritty reboot nature of everything, too, right? Oh, yeah. They're, they're yeah. making fun of that. Because, yeah, making Power Rangers grim and gritty is about as far as you can go other than doing, like, the grim and gritty Powder Puff Girls. Yes. Like, uh, <laughs> which, again, <laughs> that would also be awesome, because if you ever watched the Powerpuff Girls, come on. <laughs> yeah. You know, get, get Katie Sackhoff and two other badass chicks and put them in those outfits and have them flying around kicking the shit out of a giant monkey. I'll watch it. I could watch it. <laughs> Trisha, oh god, what's her name? Trisha from, uh... Um, yes, Elfer. thank you. Number six. Back to Battlestar Girls. She, she would be a great awesome. And then Katie Sackhoff as Buttercup and... Hmm, I'm well, thinking well, Summer Glau as, uh... Blossom, Buttercup, Bubbles. Yeah, so Buttercup. Looking <laughs> in the chat room real quick, Draftsman. Draftsman's been on point with a lot of what he said tonight, and i got to agree with it again. He goes, I mean, we have this nostalgia for the show, and I really love that we have to admit we grew up, and it's better than the Transformers, Ninja Turtles, and the Michael Bay set of adaptations. <laughs> Fuck That's yeah! True. That one short film shows you yeah, that someone with you know as much smaller budget and a love of a property can do a much better version. Plus, I talked about it on um, the other show on Thursday that it's amazing with these you know fan films. I put fan films in quotes because fan films used to be like a kid with his VHS recorder in his backyard, you know, doing a five-minute segment of Star Wars. These are like yeah, directors basically calling them fan films because they don't want to get sued for using somebody else's IP. But they're you know low-budget independent films that are. Fucking fantastic! The Dragon Ball Z one is also really good. That uh, came out. The, the I saw the link was shared this week. I think it's called Light of Hope. Even if you're not a Dragon Ball Z fan, go watch that. It's a 15 minute film, and it's some of the best CGI fight scenes I've ever seen in a live action movie. And it's just you know a fan film. Hey guys, you got you got to admit in this, the Dawson was pretty badass. Oh yeah, Dawson was great. I love his Robo Foot. His Robo Foot is yeah. stomping that. And I don't know if you guys had heard this for a while. There was kind of a, a fight going between Saban and the director and producer of this. Is Saban had it pulled down temporarily because they said this is infringing on their rights, things like that. So, like, the Vimeo version got pulled down almost immediately because they thought they didn't like the nudity in it and they said it was infringing on their property rights. And then also the YouTube version eventually got pulled down until they made an agreement that basically in the body description of this video, they have to put text that say, this is not associated with Saban Entertainment or anything like that. It's an independent fan film creation. 
because the director was getting really pissed on Twitter, director and the producer, because they're like, look, we're making no money. This is an homage. It's a fan film. It's for fun. We're not trying to make any money. I made zero on this. We're not monetizing it. You can't just pull it down. Well, and yeah, and I'll say it again. Fuck Saban. He well, bought an old Japanese show and repurposed it in America and made billions. It's not like he came up with an original idea. Yeah, I mean, he's protecting his property. I sort of get that because this is not does not at all fit with what the Power Rangers are. But it's very I mean, but clearly satire. It's very clearly satire. I mean, it even could possibly be what the Power Rangers are. Like in the in the fifteen minute clip, which I highly recommend watching, is just Power Slash Rangers on YouTube. You can find it. Um, yeah, if anybody hasn't seen it yet, go watch it. It's a blast. It'll be in the attached show notes for this episode too. Um, if you know, Kimberly, the uh, Katie Sackhoff who plays Kimberly is just like, you never were a ranger, you never really knew what it was to be a ranger, you know. It was really, like, they had, like, that heart of it, but they, you know, they kept it grim and gritty. And it was definitely a satire of what Power Rangers could have been instead of being that cheesy show that we watched as children. But even then, I love the cheesy show, whatever. So... <laughs> Looking in the chat room, there's been some really good comments going back and forth. Uh, Jay doesn't really agree with Jason David Frank's uh, impressions on the video. Meanwhile, uh, Draftsman brings up a good point. He goes, he just needs to chill out, Jason David Frank. He's basically always going to be the Green Ranger, just like Adam West is always Batman. It's yeah. true. Yeah, and, the and, is kind of locked into that role. <laughs> I mean, it, if well, you... Look, we know why he's saying that. It's because he wants a paycheck. In the future, you're going to say the smart thing there, and because everything in his life, monetary-wise, his fame is kind of built around that role. And that's not to say he doesn't do other things, but his his Hollywood cred is built around being the Green Ranger. Yeah, and a version of the kid range of the Green Ranger that's very kid-friendly. This remake is not, you know, the fan film is definitely not a kid-friendly version of the Power Rangers. And his his stuff is always focused at kids. Whenever he's doing stuff at conventions and stuff, right. he's all about the little kids. So and, and it, not, it makes sense that he wouldn't want to see a dark and gritty version of the Power Rangers. Right. And I'm not dogging on Jason David Frank at all. He's entitled to his opinion, and I love what he does for fans at conventions and stuff like that. He is yeah, the dude's awesome. one of he's one of the nicest folks on the convention circuit. From everything I've heard, he's always talking to fans. He's willing to take pictures. He's a cool guy. He's really nice to his crew too. Yeah. As somebody who's been on his crew. So I got one last story to run through real quick, and then I, we're going to bring a game out of the vault to play this week. But this last Woo-hoo! story, did you guys hear that there is another spinoff coming from the Arrow and Flash team? Yes, indeed. Have you heard this what? one? What? Yes. What? Uh, this is I'm out from, of the loop. This is coming from Deadline.com. It's been reported in multiple places. They're doing a spinoff show that's almost going to be like a team-up show. And the rumored cast that is going to be in this show is you're going to have the Adam, Brandon Ralph. You're going to have Captain Cold, Wentworth Miller, Victor Garber, who is half of Firestorm, and get this, this is the one that surprised the hell out of me, Katie mm-hmm. Lotz will be starring in this show. And if you're not familiar with who that is, that's Sarah Lance from Arrow. Did I I missed a lot from Arrow in the past three weeks, haven't I? Well, you haven't missed that. Yeah, uh, no, she's, her character's still dead. Yeah. Okay, just checking. But <laughs> she might be alive on the Brave and the Bold TV show, which that's what I'm calling it now. It's just the Brave and the Bold. Right, and there's a few different rumors going around. Some people think this might be a prequel to what we're seeing with Arrow and Flash, because if you look at the casting list, uh, Robbie Amell has not been cast, so I don't think they can do Firestorm without Robbie Amell since he's the body. 
Though if you do the, a prequel, you can't have Brandon Ralph in the suit as Adam because he just invented the suit. <laughs> right. So you want to know my conspiracy theory for what's going to happen here? Kittens everywhere. Earth two. Yes. Uh, that could be that, but here's what I'm thinking. We've got everything in Flash has been building up towards the Flashpoint event, basically. Barry's going to yeah. want to go back to stop Zoom from killing his mother, and if you watch Flashpoint, that's what creates the Flashpoint universe. I think we're getting a Flashpoint show. If they did a Flashpoint Paradox TV show, that would be fucking amazing. Because if you think about it, here's how you do it. Captain Cold is a villain, but in the Flashpoint world, he's Citizen Cold. He's a Citizen good guy. Cold. He's a hero. Yeah. But did um, we really, really need Aquaman and Wonder Woman? Because that's the whole point of that Flashpoint paradox. I was gonna say, if you have <laughs> not, like, if you don't feel like reading the Flashpoint paradox, the Flashpoint movie that DC put out—it was an animated film, fucking great. It was oh, so good, and it was much more violent. Well, I mean, it was as violent as it was in the comic, but they don't usually put that amount of violence in their in their animated shows or their animated movies. Holy shit, they put all the violence in. The, the problem with the animated movie, and it was fun, is the fact that you don't get as much of the Batman story. And the Batman in the Flashpoint universe, his story is awesome. And for those sure, that aren't familiar... What they do cover was done extremely well in basically yes. three scenes in the movie. Yeah, and for those that aren't familiar, Batman in the Flashpoint universe is Thomas Wayne. Because instead of Thomas and Martha getting gunned down, it's Bruce Wayne that gets gunned down after the movie. So Thomas goes on to become the Batman to avenge that... And his wife has a snap, her mind snaps, and she becomes the Joker. It's actually really, really it's well done. deliciously creepy and awesome. And if this new Brave and the Bold show or this new spinoff show is a Flashpoint world, there is a hell of a lot of fun stories you could pull out of that. I don't think it's going to happen because you don't want to confuse the common person and be like, hey, this is the same team, we're going to use some of the same actors, but it's a completely yeah. different universe. Uh, yeah, I don't think we're going to get a drunken uh, Batman on screen that uses pistols. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. As much fun as that would be. And a female Joker. Yeah, and a female Joker. I don't think we're going to get, yeah, the Thomas Wayne Batman chucking bodies off of buildings. <laughs> it's hella fun, though, man. Hella fun. But th that is an awesome story. These guys are really busy now, if you think about it. They've got Arrow and Flash. Right. They've got the Supergirl spinoff, which is greenlit, for at least a uh, pilot. And then they've got this Arrow and Flash team-up show, or, I mean, spin-off show on the CW also. CW is becoming, like, the superhero place to watch TV shows. It's pretty awesome. Well, that and ABC, because I don't care what anyone says, Agent Carter was fucking awesome. Speaking of the CW, I started <laughs> watching my box set of Birds of Prey. Oh, uh, I haven't seen it's that one It's pretty funny. Yeah. It was, like, seven bucks on Amazon for the whole DVD series. The first gangster thug that attacks uh, Black Canary on that show is frickin' Aaron Paul. Is it really? Oh, wow. Nope. He's the first actual, like, bad guy you see outside of the Joker. I said, I turned it on, I was like, oh my god, that's like 14-year-old Aaron Paul. That is awesome. Oh, speaking of which, I finally saw the first episode of Better Call Saul. <laughs> For Better Call Saul, you have to watch the second episode, because basically parts one and two are just one giant episode. I figured, but I haven't. I've only watched the first episode so far. So. I am loving the hell out of Better Call Saul. Let me just put it that way. It's it's fun. I like that it's both flash forward and flashback. There, like there's that. an all right. We'll talk about this real quick, then we'll move on. There's an awesome theory I heard in it. But the very in first the, episode, the first five minutes, is a flash forward to post Breaking Bad. Oh, I didn't so, know that. 
Yeah, there's an awesome theory I heard. There's another podcast I listen to called Cord Killers, and they uh, suggested that possibly what could happen here is Better Call Saul, the first couple seasons could take place in the past to lead up to everything we know in Breaking Bad and then jump forward to post-Breaking Bad. So you see the rise and fall of Saul, or Jimmy, I guess, in this case. But Yeah. Nice. It's, it's like, it, even, like, I knew the first episode was going to be kind of slow because, you know, it's all the buildup. But it still got me hooked. I'm, I'm going to watch it. I wasn't sure if I was going to wait, you know, like how I did with Breaking Bad. I wasn't sure if I was going to wait or not, but I think I'm actually going to watch it as it goes. I need to finish Breaking Bad still. Oh, my God. Jay's in the same boat as I am in the chat room. He goes, I still have not watched wow. any Breaking Bad. I'm still at the season three finale because I just got stuck. I want to, I'm want. i going to finish it, but Better Call Saul hasn't really spoiled me on Breaking Bad, and I haven't gotten spoiled on the end of Breaking Bad yet. So that's Finish. Never. Holy shit. Breaking Bad, like, where is it? I think where you're at. Okay, tell me the last thing you saw so I don't spoil anything. Um, It's right before... <laughs> They're about to have a falling out with Gus, basically, at the end of season three. Okay, holy shit, you're... Oh, my God. Finish Breaking Bad. <laughs> I'm going to, don't worry. <laughs> that's, your, that's your goal for this week, is to finish Breaking Bad, so we could just talk about that. <laughs> um, that's yeah, not going to be a this week task. It's going to be spread oh, out wait, over no. the next few I'm, weeks. I'm not here next week, so do it the week after. No, finish by the week after. Naki, there's too much other stuff I have to watch right now that I have to podcast no, about. No, there isn't. No, there isn't. You Whatever. just need to watch Breaking Bad. You need to finish Breaking Bad. <laughs> I will finish Breaking Bad at some point. Don't worry. I'm going to spoil it for you if you don't. If you do that, I will not come back on the show. That's a lie. <laughs> Scott Williams in the chat like, room. He wants to talk about fire yourself. Yeah. Scott Williams in the chat room. He wants to talk about House of Cards, and I was like, oh, I haven't seen any of that either. It's on I my list. I haven't the new season yet. I actually was debating Netflix. Yeah. So I'm going to watch. <laughs> I was I was debating starting that um last night, but then we started watching Park and Parks and Rec. Um that might actually once we finish Parks and Rec will be will probably be the next show I watch. So I've watched the first two seasons. It is a spectacularly well done show. And they take real good advantage of the Netflix thing of like the episode doesn't have to be a certain length. And so you'll literally get, I think there's a couple of them that are real short, like 30s or something, and then some of the other ones will stretch out past the 40-minute mark, and like there's one or two that are like in the 50-minute mark. So they really make it to where whatever the script for that episode is, the episode is that long. That's what it takes to get the, the story in. And yeah, freaking um, um, uh, Penn's, Sean Penn's ex-wife, uh, uh, Robin Penn. Robin Wright. Robin Wright, yeah. She is creepily good. Her character is scary and just amazing. And then, yeah, Kevin Spacey, it's one of the coolest things he's ever done. His character is just fantastic to watch on screen. It's like on par with watching Brian Cranston be Walter White, is yeah. watching Kevin Spacey on House of Cards. It's that good. <laughs> uh, Draftsman says in the chat room, based off where I am in Breaking Bad, shit is about to get real for me. Yeah, yeah. indeed. Yeah. Shit is about to get real. <laughs> she just must get some crazy. Don't You're worry, guys. <laughs> I'll get there. I'll get there. I have to start the rewatch of Battlestar Galactica sometime soon, too, because I'm no, the over one. Don't, no, don't. No. Rewatch anything else when you haven't finished Breaking Bad. Guys, right. I love, you, like, I love you, Battlestar you, Galactica more than I love almost anything else. So I mean, Breaking Bad was one of those shows that, like, <laughs> I came into it with not high expectations because I was like, 
Eh, it's Brian Cranston. He's the funny guy from from Malcolm in the Middle. Like I really liked him in Malcolm in the Middle. And then holy fucking shit. You know, you get this. And then, like, they wrapped it up so well. Like, you very rarely get a good ending to TV shows that, you know, lost. Um, you know, whatever happened to Heroes. And, you know, just, like, very rarely... Heroes do you... returned! Fuck that. Um... <laughs> very rarely do you get a really well-packaged show from beginning to end that you can watch all of it and you will still love all of it. Like, even, well, like, Scrubs was perfect until you get to season nine. That doesn't but... exist. <laughs> you yeah, know... Vince Gilligan's the man. <laughs> he's got it with Breaking Bad, and I'm just like, that's why I'm like, you need to finish it. <laughs> it's on the list, guys. Don't worry, I'll get to it's it. One of those ones, I'm, I'm waiting to see at what point I'm going to want to rewatch it, because it's still, it's one of those shows that's so powerful that all the shit that happens in the last season and a half it's like, yeah, I'm still not ready to go through that again. <laughs> Guys, don't worry. It'll happen. I'm just letting you know. But, uh, come on. we got we got to bring something out of the vault here, guys. We bring something out of the vault. Time. We're, gonna bring back all time? We're bringing something out of the vault. I promise. It's going to be fun. You're going to love it. It's a game we haven't played in forever, and it's one that we sort of ripped off from a friend of ours, the fanboy Buzz, but since they're dead, it doesn't matter anymore. Yay! It's a game that we call Clever Cosplay that they called Cocky Cosplay. And for those that aren't familiar, what we're going to do here is we're going to take some cosplays that uh, are creative in how bad they are, I think is the best way to put it. And we're going to put, put them up on the, uh, the screen here. I'm going to ask either Naki or Anthony to describe them, and then we'll give our opinions on them. <laughs> and it will be glorious, and I'd like to give credit to Jay Webb for making me think of this, because he sent me one on Facebook this morning, I went, oh my god, we have to talk about this on the show. So, I think I saw that one already then. Yeah. <laughs> are, are you guys ready to play Clever Cosplay? Yay! Our first one, we have a gentleman cosplaying ah! as the Hulk. And uh, Naki, I'm going to let you describe this to our listeners. Um. Okay, so this kind of looks like a pop vinyl version of... Uh, the Hulk, but in human size, but made with sheets, and I think that's bubble wrap with some green tape on it. Um, it's actually, like, to me, like, that's all I thought of, was that it's a pop vinyl cosplay, just <clears throat> done as cheaply as possible. Um, it looks but, like they got, like, a 6XL sweatshirt and drew muscles on it. Yeah, like, there, there's I actually, like, there's... a video... There's I a think video there's, of this guy. I think, I think it's there's two, two people, people actually. Yeah. Yeah. If and, you look at it, to look at the feet, and look where the face is in the eye that you can see through, it's actually two people, and their legs are saran wrapped together so that they won't move their legs independently. Which means and, these two idiots were hopping through a convention. Yeah, and if you look at the feet, it looks like there's two pairs of shoes put together on each. Yeah. Leg. So That's I think two it's, idiots under a green laundry basket. But either way, okay. So here's the thing. There's a video of the, of these of these people doing this cosplay, and to me, like the video, they know it's a cheaply made costume, and it's they just they just torture people, and it's funny. But yeah, this is them screwing with people, and I kind of enjoy that. I, no. They know that this is a cheaply made funny costume, so to me, I, I give it at like they're embracing this, so that's that's fine by me. 
I, I hadn't thought of it being a Funko Pop version of a Hulk, and now looking at the nose on it and like the shape of the head, that completely makes sense, and I'm much more okay with this cosplay. Yeah, because <laughs> if you look at it, I had to pull it off my desk. It has kind of the same stature of a Funko Pop figure. Yeah. And I know this is not the Hulk. It's Garrus from Aspect, because Garrus is my bro, and if you don't like Garrus, you can go to hell. But it has the same look. Yeah, the rounded off, giant square head. Garrus is my bro. So... So next one, I'll let Anthony describe this one we've got coming up. And it's a twofer, so I'll let you describe whichever one you want in this picture, and then I'll get the other because that's only fair. So here's your next one. It's the X-Men, and, uh, well, two X-Men at least. Is this showing up? Or? <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite. <laughs> so, so, Anthony, I'm going to let you describe this oh. to our listeners here. Well, we, we have... Um... <laughs> we have the dirty wife beater kitchen utensil masking tape Wolverine. That's a good way of putting it. And yeah, and and what is that? Upside down bucket head Magneto with bucket handle still attached. Oh, oh my god! Handle. Yeah, the handles. That's the important part. The you know he cut the bucket to you know, to get the M shape in the helmet, which is yeah. Literally just. I bucket. thought it was a KFC but bucket. The fact at first. that the bucket handle is still on, that is what makes him a rock star. <laughs> no joke. I thought it was a KFC bucket. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a KFC bucket too. No, so. that's an actual bucket. So that means he actually cut the plastic, you know, made it to where it's shaped around his own face, but wasn't willing to take the handle off. What the fuck? <laughs> Personally, I really like his drawn-on six-pack on his shirt. Yeah. I think I I think that's that's just clever. He knows that he's supposed to have a six pack and he doesn't have one, so he drew it. No, no, no he don't. <laughs> no. Um Yeah, I also have to love the fact that I think this one's obviously a joke again. I love that Wolverine's claws yeah. on one hand is a butter knife, a whisk, and a fork. And on the next hand appears to be a spoon, a pencil, and is that a wooden spoon turned sideways? I think it's a wooden spoon. I think spoon, it's a yeah. wooden spoon, yeah. And yeah, they're and they're straight wrapped around masking tape onto his hands. So yeah, it's it's definitely a parody one. Yes, that's not something some guy's gonna rock and think that he's actually Wolverine. The, this <laughs> image is entitled Magneto, Master of Magnet. If you've missed that, <laughs> so we have two more images left. We'll go through wow. these ones and start wrapping up. Wow. Our next one, we have the Guardians of the Galaxy. And Naki, I'm gonna let you describe this to our lovely Holy listening audience. Fucking shit! <laughs> <laughs> I told you guys I found some good ones this week. Um, okay, so, so, I I don't even know where to start. Okay, so Groot, um, is... The easiest place to start, blackface. Yeah, I mean, we literally have Groot in blackface here, with a blonde pixie cut that is kind of spiky, with some sticks taped to a shirt, and she has cut a hole in a bucket, and is walking around in the bucket. Um, Gamora is a man, I think. Yeah, that's yeah, definitely a dude. Um, with a Nerf gun and a tight black dress that he would wear better than I would, and I'm kind of jealous. But he's so he didn't really <laughs> go tops. all out with the with the with the Gamora outfit. If he was going to go all out, we'd have some spiky ass heels right here. Um, Rocket, I I don't even know. Uh, Rocket blackface. is wearing also in blackface, yes. But Rocket is wearing an orange diaper. 
It looks like uh, he's wearing like a black wrestling singlet that they then used orange duct tape. I think it's yeah, it's orange electrical tape over yeah, like tights. Yeah. It it looks like a diaper though. I'm just saying. Yeah, it looks like an orange like diaper. diaper. Yeah. Um <laughs> and then Star Lord is isn't bad because you know, first off they're not in blackface, but he he made his mask out of tinfoil, it looks like. And Dixie Cups. Yeah, it's tinfoil and Dixie Cups and I think some permanent marker. And he pasted a what looks like yellow construction paper um, Star Lord sign on his arm, and that that that's our Guardians of the Galaxy. So guys. Looking that's... in the chat room, Doctor Bob has said, "Wow, Groot is awesome." The draftsman says, "This is so bad, it is good." <laughs> <laughs> and Jay Webb brings up a good point. He goes, "Gamora is huge, Drax huge." <laughs> Yeah, I mean that really. He he could have just done Drax and probably if you're more comfortable in a dress, I understand. But I mean, the Drax the, is not a pants. Yeah, that that. Ooh. Yeah. If they so, had like a little mini Drax to carry around, I would have been. I would have loved it. But. Yeah, the the proportions are all off on this. Rocket's too big. Baby Groot's too big. It doesn't make sense. I I don't like it. There's a whole lot in that picture that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I'm, I'm especially loving Rocket's diaper, though. That like that just well, and the look just... on her face—it looks like she's filling the diaper currently yeah. as they're taking the shot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jay, Jay is joking. He goes, "Hey, the guy's in blackface under the mask." <laughs> just a follow the credit. Bold <laughs> choice. Blackface Star Lord under the mask. That's lovely. So I have one last image for you, and this one's gonna go to Mr. Anthony Bachman to describe, and it is Cyclops. From the Marvel, from the X Men movies, rather. Mm, that makes me hungry. Are you fucking shitting me? <laughs> I'm gonna let you describe this one to the audience here. Bachman. Does that even count as a cosplay? It's literally. I don't know, but it was so ground. dumb. I felt I had to share it. And put a seventy cent Seven Eleven hot dog in a bun across his eyes, and had someone take a photo. And apparently, that's, that's supposed to be Cyclops's visor. That's a selfie. I yeah, think that's it's hilarious, though. It's yeah, so it's dumb. It's, it's brilliant. <laughs> it, what's ridiculous is how much it does look like Cyclops. That's the scary part. <laughs> yeah. He's, I, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a 10-cent so, hot dog and a 10-cent bun in a little plastic container, and he looks like he's got a visor across his face. You're saying Cyclops' face looks like a sideways wiener? <clears throat> yes. Saying that Cyclops has always been a big wiener. He's just a wiener. I, mostly, I pulled this one up while Naki was doing her intro because I wanted to close the show talking about meat also. Oh, God, the meat sweats. <laughs> so, what I'm going to have to ask you guys, and this is open to the chat room here, is which is our best of the worst cosplay and which is the worst? And as a refresher, we have uh, Funko Pop Hulk. We have the Magneto Master of Magnet. The Guardians of the Galaxy. And Hot Dog Cyclops. So, Naki, which one is the best of the worst, and which is the worst of the worst here? Uh, my favorite of those is the Funko Pop Hulk. Funko uh, Hulk? Yeah, like, because to me, like, they knew what they were doing, and they are, and then that's just what it was. They knew what they were doing. They did it on purpose, so that was the best of the worst. Which one's the <laughs> worst of the worst, then, Naki? Oh, God, the Guardians. They're so Guardians. bad. <laughs> I so love how bad. the guy's doing kissy face Gamora towards the camera. <laughs> God, just it's, just, it's just terrible. <laughs> so, so, Anthony, which one's the best of the worst here? Best of the worst is Star-Lord. If his idiot friends weren't standing near him, he would actually just look like a cheaply done cosplay. 
Yeah, fair enough. Which is the worst of the worst, then. Blackface Rocket. <laughs> Shitting herself. Blackface Rocket taking a dump for the photo. That is the worst of the worst. In the chat room, I see Draftsman go, guys, please, this is too much. This cannot be real. <laughs> and Scott Williams goes, the whole one is terrible. J Webb says hot dog cyclops is a close second to the hot, hot dog pick. cyclops. Hot dog. I guess I need to tell you which one is my favorite. Scott's and a wiener. If I have to yeah, pick a, a favorite, it's gonna be Buckethead Wolverine. I mean not Wolverine Magneto. I would have made it even higher had that been a KFC bucket like I thought originally. I don't know. I think having the handle on it makes it better than it being a KFC bucket. Well, I kinda of wanted it to be an upside down KFC bucket and you could see the kernel through the paint. I think that would have been great. <laughs> it would have been good. It would have been fitting. And the worst fitting. of the worst. Is totally hot dog Cyclops just because of that's a wiener. Ridiculous. Wiener Cyclops. That's a wieners. 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 How do I know it's you? You're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> nice callback. Nice pull. Dicks, 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 <laughs> uh, dicks. Don't worry, Anthony. You're not alone in your opinions in the chat room. Doctor Bob says he agrees with Bach. Yeah, that's right. Blackface rocket ruins it for everybody. <laughs> Draftsman is on fire today. He goes, Cyclops is a one-eyed figure of authority. He is a metaphor for a dickhead. Dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Oh, I love our peanut gallery today. Our peanut great. gallery is great. That has been our return of clever cosplay, folks, and we'll bring back some uh -huh. games again from time to time. I know Draftsman in the chat room suggested Porn or Pony make a return, so... Maybe episode 150 will bring back Porner Pony. Sweet. That's Speaking of which, what else happens for episode 150? Nothing, because we've got no submissions. <laughs> oh, that's easy. I don't have to draw nothing. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> don't, don't forget, guys, as we're wrapping things up, we are doing a contest on the show that for episode 150 we're going to unveil. And those who don't remember, the whole principle is we want to create our own team of superheroes and supervillains, be them serious, funny, or whatnot. So if you want to create your own superhero for ATGN, go over to contest.atgnpodcast.com or just go to atgnpodcast.com and click on the contest button and fill out that Google form to create your own superhero or supervillain. And what we're going to do is the best one, you're going to win an authentic, original Anthony Bachman drawing of your character. But don't worry, our best hero and best villain and best overall will also be winning a trade paperback comic out of my collection because I'm cleaning out some. So I want to share the comic love with you. Yeah. And and if nobody does it, I'm going to create Captain Dickhead who literally will just walk around with a dildo on his head. Like on a unicorn horn? I will here. draw it. Yeah. I like it. So don't forget, contest.atgnpodcast.com. We want to unveil them in episode 150. We might push it off if we don't have a lot of them, and we'll play some games and stuff on 150 if we don't. So don't forget, go there. Give us what your submissions. We, we want them. We're on 148 right now. Okay. So you got a couple. Maybe I'll spend. That's good. Maybe I'll spend a couple extra bucks on some beer and just get up at like 8 a.m. and get trashed that Sunday morning. And extra dicks for everybody. That's Sunday is like the worst day of the week face. to get drunk, man. Oh, I'll get morning drunk, like straight old school Navy time. You gotta go to the, you gotta go work the next day, though. Yeah, but then you sleep through the afternoon, wake up, and have the rest of the evening. I can do it. I've done it before. That's true. Hangover Mondays. Don't get hangovers. Dr. Bob can attest to that. He knew me in my uh, college days. <laughs> hangovers are terrible. So we should probably start wrapping things up. We do that in our traditional way on this show, where we're going to share with you, our listeners, 
our watchers, if you're watching the live stream, what we've been getting into in the last week, what we're planning on getting into. So, Naki, other than getting the meat sweats, what have you been getting into? You mean other than the orgy of meat in my mouth? Um, Are you still stuffed full of meat? Oh, God, I'm so full right now still. Um, <laughs> I am full of meat. Um, let's see, this week... I had played the shit out of some uh, South Park Stick of Truth. I had finally passed the part where I had gotten stuck before. Um, on top of that, we had the meat sweats. Um, I have been playing a game, a mobile game called Sumsum that's done by Disney. For some reason, I am hooked on this stupid fucking game. It's so stupid. I don't know why I keep playing it. Um, <clears throat> Other than that, I am in school, so I I do that a lot, a lot, a lot, and I work a lot, and I hate everybody. You hate everybody? I'm, I'm filled with meat sweats. It makes me hate everybody. Fair enough. So I'll go next. I've been playing a game on my iPad a lot. It's called Zombie Nation, and I'm hooked to it, and I'm not putting any money into play like some people do, but it is still pretty fun. Basically, the concept is you get to drop... Um, different strategic units down on a map and you have to deal with zombie hordes. So it's like a combination of desktop tower defense and zombies and other cool stuff like that. I have also been reading Ultimate X-Men and Ultimate Spider-Man books because it's on that comic, that Netflix for comics service that I'm basically using, which is glorious. And um, I might have, uh, I was shared with some of the Gunna Geek guys last night when we were chatting, I uh, might have uh, made a uh, acquisition of something and I figured I would just share with you in this screenshot. I made an order from the Lego store, and it uh -oh. might be the Shield Helicarrier. Oh, oh damn. We're gonna, snapple dapple. We're going to lose Chris. So I will tell you, when I do get the Shield Helicarrier, I will be taking copious amounts of photos and video, and I will share updates with you guys on the podcast and probably on GunnaGeek.com. Don't accidentally I'm, drop one on the floor and step on it. You'll die. I, yeah, I'm not planning on doing this one quickly. It's going to be fun because it's about 2,000 pieces. It can take you a month and a half to put a piece together. This was my present to myself. I decided I didn't need a new computer like I talked about, so I'll use my tax return on something smaller and put the rest in the bank. But yes, I will be getting the Lego Helicarrier, and it took a lot of self-control for me not to buy the Lego Tumblr, the Batmobile Ooh. from the, the Nolanverse, because they actually had it in stock in the Lego store, and it would be a lot of fun to build, but I can't justify spending another $200 on Legos. <laughs> I just dropped 350 on one set of Legos and it hurts me a little bit it hurts me a lot a bit I think but that's what I've been getting into Anthony what have you been getting into uh, we did the second episode of CMYK TV podcast on Thursday nights live so doing that over on the points of interest podcast network I'm going to keep plugging the other network haha -ha, John Drew <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll edit it out don't worry it'll just be like beep network yeah, figures but yeah, that's been fun, just watching all the shows, because, yeah, I was too lazy to do the one show here to just talk Constantine, so we're doing one show over there that talks about every superhero comic book-based TV show. So that's been fun so far, just two episodes in, but we're having a blast with it. Um, then uh, doing some drawings, I actually did a, a Michelangelo, or I did a Donatello drawing from the New Ninja Turtles a couple weeks ago for a friend at work, her son let me borrow the movie, because I refused to pay to watch that Michael Bay thing. But I figured I'd watch it if it was free. Her kids liked it enough that she's actually commissioned me to draw the other three turtles. So that's fun. I actually did one drawing for fun, and now I get paid to draw the other three. So working on that. 
And then a gigantic stack of comics again, trying to get caught up with my uh, poll list. I dropped 120 bucks on Friday, and I've only gotten through about a third of my stack. Um, I love it, though. Invincible, they actually changed the header. It used to say the best book in the universe. It now says the only superhero comic book you will ever need. And once huh. again, they're right. If I thought about it, and literally if I had to cut down to one book a month, if I could only get one book, between the writing and the artwork, it would be Invincible. I would cancel everything else. It is the best book I read. It's the first one at the top of my pile every month when it comes out. It's a fucking fantastic book. Um, the Rocket Raccoon that doesn't have blackface, now written by Young and drawn by Jake Parker, is a fun-ass book. Super cartoony, violent, you know, cosmic action. Rocket's still been a blast. And I finally got caught up and read through the end of Spider-Verse, so you know, the, the big giant stack of spider books. Uh, the final throwdown with the Inheritors was awesome. Uh, some of the stuff they did with the characters was great. Some of it was scary. Um, fantastic artwork. Great storytelling by Dan Slott, which, of course, led to... Dun, 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 Spider-Gwen number one. She's I need now to read her that. own book, folks. It's great. The the quips that she has are really hilarious. Um, the artwork by uh, uh, Robbie Rodriguez is just fantastic all the way through it. Super fun book. I have a Silk number ones at my on the in my pull list. I just haven't picked it up yet. But yeah, Spider Gwen number one was fucking great. I also have um upstairs. I have all the Action Lab books. Another like 15, 20 of those that I need to read through. And I was able to pick up uh, my shop's last copy of Bitch Planet number one, which I've heard nothing but good shit about. So I'll be able to talk about that one soon. So lots of comics. Lots of comics. So many comics, so little time. Yeah, there's still like $300 on my pull list that I need to buy my way through. That's how far behind I am. I need to get finished with uh, <laughs> Edge of the Spider-Verse and all that. I have to go to my local shop to pick up the last two issues probably this week because yeah. I've been behind. It's, it's great, and not only do you need the last two, like Amazing for Part 5 and Part 6, um, Amazing Spider-Man 15 is the epilogue. This is really the great one because this basically is, you know, shows all everything that happens afterwards. Oh, this nice! Is a fantastic issue. Yeah, it's a great wrap up. Dan Slott just Dan Slott's just kicking it out of the ballpark. The motherfucker's amazing. I love the guy. And I actually, after our uh, conversation last week between me and Ma, uh, Naki talking about you know racism and shit in comics, end up having a. Uh, uh, did I say Maki? Maki Naki Naki Maki. <laughs> I am Close not enough. a sushi roll. <laughs> maki, maki, maki. Close enough. But I actually got on uh, Twitter and made some comments and actually had a little back and forth with Dan Slott about whether or not Peter Parker should be white. And it was fucking awesome. I love social media. <laughs> I, I love his take on Peter Parker being... It doesn't, doesn't matter what color he is. Yeah. Peter Parker is an everyman. And if you're if you're not sure what we're talking about, go read Dan Slott's Twitter over the last week where he's been having a really good back and forth with fans about it doesn't matter what color Peter is under the mask. Yeah, and, and Dan Slott does a really good job of trying to respond to people. Like, Because literally, I, I, I questioned one of his statements, but I wasn't trolling him. I was actually, actually you know, asking a legitimate question, and he had a very legitimate answer for it, which I loved. So he has a little trouble picking through his feed because, of course, he has people just you know trying to flame him and just be trolls. But he does a great job of going through his Twitter responses and responding to people who are asking him actual questions about the storyline and about the characters he's creating. One of the best ones, though, was somebody who's like, oh, but there's never been a black Peter Parker. And he's like, yeah, I'm writing the Spider-Verse. Guess what? Ding, just created one. 
Yeah. <laughs> it, especially during this storyline where it's the introduction of every Spider-Man ever. Like, you can't say that there's not something that didn't exist because Dan Slott can instantly think it up and it therefore now exists in the Spider-Universe. Because this also, is the story where they added everything. There's also the fact that there's nothing in in the universe, in, in the original Peter Parker universe, that inherently ties to him being white. Then we've discussed, and it drives me crazy, and I understand we're going to fight about it forever, but there is nothing that inherently ties him to be white. I actually, I did think of what my, my final statement on that is, because he's never dealt with racism. That's what makes Peter Parker inherently white. Dan Slott's response to that was that making him a minority makes him more of an under, underdog, because Peter Parker is the king of the underdogs. It adds more to his character which I couldn't argue with. It's been yeah. a very interesting dialogue going back and forth with Dan Slott, uh, just yeah, watching his responses awesome. to people. And I like the fact that he has been open to his fans to have that discussion, because as yeah. you all know, I was not a huge Superior Spider-Man fan. He's brought me on board with the Spider-Verse and things like that. And I enjoy seeing creators like him be open to talking to their fans. Oh, I think yeah. it's one of the greatest things of social media. And, dude, what they do with Superior Spider-Man at the end of Spider-Verse is fucking awesome. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> it's so well handled. It's so good. So that's what we've all been getting into or planning on getting into. So you guys have any last thoughts before we close out the show? Because we are running a little over, which is totally worth it, though. I think the poo is going to be just meat because it's going to happen soon. I drank too much coffee this morning. Wow, now Naki's talking about poo. Ladies don't poo, though, Naki. That's true. We just shit roses. That's right. That's that's my last comment. And for those that are listening to the podcast, uh, Anthony's holding up the Vulcan. Salute. So don't forget, folks, we do stream live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central at live.atgnpodcast.com. You can give us a call at 304-806-ATGN if you have any questions, comments, or just want to give us hell for something we may have said or may not have said on the show, and if you, if you want to listen to us later, go over to gunnageeknetwork.com. You can find us and a ton of other awesome shows over there. Uh, one last thought I did have. Naki's not going to be with us next week, so anyone in the peanut gallery or listening to us later, if you want to fill Naki's seat next week, be one of our guest hosts, hit me up on Twitter or Facebook. We'll get you on the show next week, and you can share in all things good and nerdy that we talked about. qualifications is that you need to talk about meat and poop. Or dick butts. Making pancakes. Making pancakes. Making bacon pancakes. Make a bacon and I put it in a pancake. It's like a a a catchphrase. It just works. (laughs) It really does. Uh, Looking in the chat room, Scott Williams has been entering superheroes into our contest, so thank you, Scott. Yay! I think think he might have just won the one I want to draw. I think so, too. (laughs) Uh, And don't forget, guys... When we stream live, we love having you guys that are sitting in the peanut gallery with us. So a big thanks to SP, Draftsman, Dr. Bob, J. Webb, and Scott for joining us live on the show today, giving us feedback. We thrive on that. We love doing the show and getting to hear what you guys are thinking and chime in with your comments. It makes it a much more organic and fun experience. So peanut gallery rock. Yeah. Be part of our peanut gallery again in the future, anyone who's listening to us. Live.atgnpodcast.com. And that will wrap us up for this week. But don't worry, two out of three of us will be back next week. Naki might still be sweating off the meats, though. I might I might be in the hospital suffering from meat sweats. Meat overdosed? 
meat overdose. Too much protein. Protein injection, too much. Oh, oh dear God. Hot beef injections. Sorry. <laughs> On that note, we're getting out of here, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Beef injections. Oh, dear. Thanks for tuning in to this brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy on the Gunna Geek Podcast Network. You can find ATGN in a variety of places. Some of those include our website at atgnpodcast.com or on certain apps like Stitcher Radio. In fact, we're even on Gunna Geek's main website at gunnageek.com slash network where you can find all things good and nerdy and all of the other shows that are part of the Gunna Geek Network family. If you want to get in touch with the show directly, don't forget you can use any of the social media methods like Facebook at facebook.com slash allthingsgoodnerdy or Twitter at ATGN Podcast. That's not your cup of tea for getting in touch with us. Don't forget about the ATGN hotline at 304-806-ATGN. We check it each week, so leave us a message and we'll get back to you and put it on the show. That's going to wrap up another episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Join the Adahe, Naki, and myself next week for an all-new live show at 11 a.m. Eastern Time at live.atgnpodcast.com. The music you've heard for both the intro and outro of this show were found on SoundCloud.com and are used in accordance with the Creative Commons licenses. Leaving Earth by Abandon All Hope is used as the outro of this show, and The Wind Waker by the Neskimos is used as the intro and slightly modified in both cases. To get links directly to these songs, go to atgnpodcast.com and check out the background music section.